Good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Daily Oz. My name is Sam Kozlowski, joined by the co-founder, Zara Seidler. It is the 13th of April. Lots to talk about today. There is lots of news around, and today's deep dive is not going to be about federal politics. Instead, it's going to be about vaping and the new research that's come out in Australia. Zara, kick us off with the headlines of the morning. A 15-year-old boy has been charged in relation to the fatal stabbing of a 17-year-old at the Royal Easter Show in Sydney earlier this week. The teenage boy was charged with a fray, carrying a knife in public and being armed with intent. But the suspected perpetrator, so not the boy that has been charged, this person remains at large. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has said thousands of Russian troops are preparing for a renewed attack on the Donbass region in eastern Ukraine. This all comes after Russia announced two weeks ago that it would shift its focus to the east of Ukraine, including the Donbass region and the port city of Maripol. Staying on Ukraine news, and according to the UN, nearly two-thirds of all Ukrainian children have been displaced since Russia's invasion of Ukraine began, so that was a mere six weeks ago. The UN Security Council was told that of the 3.2 million children who have remained in their homes, nearly half may be at risk of not having enough food. And today's good news, Victorians, you will host the Commonwealth Games in 2026. It's expected the Games will be held in regional Victoria, not Melbourne, with hubs to be set up in Geelong, Bendigo, Ballarat and Gippsland. The number of Australians who smoke cigarettes has halved in the past 30 years. This is held up as a genuine win for public health campaigners who have, by all accounts, executed effective health messaging campaigns over the last kind of 20 years. But the growing popularity of e-cigarettes, particularly amongst young people who vape, puts this significant achievement for Australia at risk. When new research from the Australian National University came out last week, we started to focus on exactly what hundreds of thousands of Australians are breathing in through their vapes. Zara, what do we know about how many Australians vape and what do we know about the appeal of vaping? The last time we got official data about the prevalence of e-cigarettes and vapes was in 2020. At that time, so nearly two years ago, the Australian Bureau of Statistics reported 10% of Australian adults have tried a vape, but that the number is actually 22% for Australians aged 18 to 24. Now, anyone who is in that age bracket knows that that is probably a severe underrepresentation of the state of vaping in our age group. And of course, it's worth noting that that data is old. We know from public health bodies like the Alcohol and Drug Foundation that rates have really skyrocketed, especially in the last 12 months. It's also particularly prevalent in our schools. So according to that same foundation, 14% of Australian high school students have tried a vape with around one in three of these students vaping in the last month. And we know that vaping is concerning a lot of parents of these high school students and there's a lot of information and resources available online. Just to clarify for all the listeners now, those are, what are the laws around vaping in Australia? It's a fast-moving area of the law, obviously, as these things pick up in prevalence and the number of people who are vaping increases. The law will naturally try to catch up with that. But since October of last year, all nicotine vaping products, so that includes nicotine e-cigarettes, nicotine pods and liquid nicotine, 
they can only be purchased with a doctor's prescription. So that knocked out all the vapes with nicotine in them immediately off the shelves and they're now behind the counter where you used to see cigarettes. The advertising and promotion of vaping products is illegal in Australia, but we do know that companies use socials to specifically target young Aussies. Seeing an ad for vaping on Facebook or Instagram is illegal and the social platforms are trying to crack down on the new strategies adopted by vaping companies, but as with anything, they're still getting through. Where the law hasn't quite caught up is in the actual product design of vapes. Vapes are still able to be glamorized to seem cool or fun, primarily through flavors that appeal to young people in particular. There have been a number of studies which have found that e-cigarette flavors, which give off the perception of sweetness, you know, you have the candy or the fruit flavors, may make buying and trying e-cigarettes more appealing among young people. So it sounds like a pretty widespread habit in Australian society, especially amongst young Aussies. And it's not particularly regulated by law. It's pretty clear that that's the case. But you have said there that nicotine-infused vapes are off the market unless you have a prescription. So what's the current issue then? Let's look at the research from ANU. And we posted about this, Sam. It was actually our most highly engaged with post that we have ever posted on The Daily Oz. So the people care about vapes. And what this research found was evidence of significant harms from vaping. A study of the contents of the smoke from a non-nicotine vape found 243 unique chemicals, of which 38 were listed poisons. So 38 poisons were in any given vape. Several others were linked to adverse health outcomes, including formaldehyde, which is a word I just learned how to pronounce. The review into vaping found direct evidence that vaping can lead to addiction, poisoning, seizures, and lung injury. It also found some less direct evidence that indicated vaping could affect blood pressure and heart rate, lung function, and adolescent brain development. So particularly concerning stuff when you consider the number of school children that are using vapes. The study said there is still a lack of evidence, though, on how vaping impacts a range of longer-term health conditions, so that longitudinal aspect, including cardiovascular disease, cancer, mental health, child development, reproduction, and sleep. The Cancer Council's public health chair says a public health crisis is rapidly unfolding before our eyes. Now, if we turn to another study, this one from Curtin University, that found that vapes contain toxic chemicals used in disinfectant, petroleum, paint, liquid nicotine, and eugenol, which if you're not familiar, is used to euthanize fish. In that study, which was published last year, researchers had a sample of 52 flavored vapes and found 100% of the products were inaccurately labeled and contained chemicals with known and unknown effects on respiratory health. Okay, so one of the big arguments for vapes is that they help users quit smoking cigarettes. Did the report and the latest research comment on that aspect? Well, so far, there's limited evidence that suggests that vaping helps to quit smoking. What there is evidence of is that using vaping as a quitting method results in higher nicotine intake than other quitting methods might have, like patches or gum. The study found something quite different. It said that non-smokers who vape are three times more likely to take up smoking. And the other thing to keep in mind is that some of the non-nicotine disposable vapes actually do have nicotine. It is worth mentioning here, though, that according to some experts, there is still a place for e-cigarettes as a nicotine replacement therapy for, quote, a small group of highly addicted smokers. However, 
they need to get access to this product in the context of a well-designed and supervised smoking cessation program. A pretty dire state of affairs. So what now? Where to from here? There's an interesting battle between the federal and state governments as to who's responsible for leading the war on vapes. A few weeks ago, according to the Sydney Morning Herald, outgoing Health Minister Greg Hunt wrote to state and territory health ministers urging them to crack down on the sale of non-nicotine vapes to children. But state health ministers want the federal government to stop them at the border. The letter was specifically written about e-cigarettes being smoked on school grounds. The Federal Health Department says they're now finalising the National Tobacco Strategy, a draft of which recommends new restrictions on the marketing availability and use of all cigarette components in Australia, regardless of their nicotine content. We'll have to wait and see what's in that, but it is certainly something that is front of mind for a lot of young people and their parents, as vaping increases in both popularity and at the same time in danger. A modern but serious public health issue. I think that quote from the Cancer Council that there is a public health crisis rapidly unfolding before our eyes particularly is alarming that health bodies around the country are sitting up and taking notice of something that from all reports from our readers in the comment section of that widely shared post is everywhere across the country. That's all we've got time for on today's edition of The Daily Oz. If you enjoyed this podcast, we would love you to leave a review on Apple or give us a rating on Spotify. It means so much to us as independent podcasters. Until then, we'll speak to you tomorrow.